business. The blog and podcast for game changers and innovators in the construction industry. Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the AEC Business Podcast. I'm Arnie Heiskanen and my guest is Rene Morkos, the founder and CEO of Alice Technologies. It's a company with the world's first artificial intelligent platform that understands construction. Rene, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Good to be here. I, I read an article about your fascinating background recently, and you seem to be a very international, open-minded and innovative person. For example, when you were 22, you started working in Afghanistan as a civil engineer in a, I, I would guess, in a pretty hostile environment. Um, can you tell us about why you chose that particular part of the world to go to and what was it like? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I didn't make the decision overnight. Uh, I spent about eight months thinking about the decision. Um, I ultimately chose to go there because I thought, uh, you know, it, it would teach me the most from both a professional and a personal level. Uh, and I wanted to sort of understand, you know, life in a, in a deeper way. And, and I wanted to understand civil engineering in a deeper way. And, uh, you know, the work was really satisfied both of those things very much. I originally went for a three months trial period and I enjoyed it. You know, I decided to stay. Uh, it was definitely sure it was dangerous. Um, you know, there's a there's a live war zone. Uh, at the same time, you know, I did some incredible things. I, I managed 114 people at the age of 22, 23. I uh, designed my own projects from scratch. I built my own projects from scratch. I, uh, you know, really, you know, one one evening I would design a uh, a fuel station, and the next morning I was building it. You know, and I got to, yeah, I mean, you, you, you are forced to be very uh, inventive and creative. You know, the, there's no, there's no market. You can't go somewhere and buy extra screws or, or paint or whatever you, you need. So everything has to be planned out three months in advance. Mm. And, uh, you know, that, you know, fr from a work perspective, it was really very fulfilling. You know, and I thought I, I learned a lot on a personal level as well. Okay. Yeah, but then what happened next after that assignment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I I had experienced 13 months, you know, in this uh, very kind of extreme environment. And I thought, you know, I always dreamt of seeing Latin America. And so I I jumped on an airplane and I flew across the planet. And I went to the carnival in Rio de Janeiro. And I ended up crossing the Amazon River in a boat. You kind of buy a hammock and you string it up and you chug up the, the Amazon River. And it was just an incredible, incredible experience. You know, the, um, you know, the, 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 the life energy in the Amazon jungle is just so, so powerful. And so experiencing that after, after Afghanistan was such a, such a, such an opposite, such a juxtaposition. It was, it was really great. So I got to travel the world for a few months. You know, and then uh, ended up doing a, a master's at USC. You know, I, I wanted to learn how the pros build. You know, I had built a lot of stuff, and I figured, okay, well, why not learn how, how the professionals do it? And so I went to USC, spent about nine months there, did my master's, and then ended up at Stanford for my PhD. Yeah, and your PhD was uh, 
titled, or at least the, the topic was Operational Efficiency Frontier, uh, a theory. What, 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 was, what was that all about? Yeah, that was pretty cool. It, it was, um, so it's, it's a mathematically derived Pareto efficiency frontier. And so that sounds complicated, but it's actually pretty simple. It, it's two inversely correlated variables. And so Y equals one over X. So if you increase Y, you decrease X. And so in construction, for example, and a good example would be if you increase the speed of construction, you, you decrease the cost, right? If you build it slower, you can maybe build it a little cheaper and vice versa. If you want to speed it up, you know, it's going to cost you a little more. And so what I did was I, you know, mathematically derived or, or found a, a correlation between, you know, space on construction sites and the duration of construction. That led to a number of sort of interesting Interesting discoveries, I'd say, which, which ultimately led me to found Alice Technologies. You know, the, the unlocking of the operational efficiency frontier, the, the, the frontier of operational efficiency, like how efficient can you build something? And that was kind of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very interesting uh, approach. So you said that you founded Alice, uh, it, was, it was in 2015, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Um, Well, what is Alice? <laughs> Alice. Uh, uh, Alice is an acronym. It stands for Artificial Artificial Intelligence Construction Engineering. And so it's a good question. We get asked that a lot. It's very different than any tool out there. And there's, I guess, a number of ways you can think about it. It's the first system that can simulate the construction. So it will build a construction project for you. So... And it's, it's a parametric simulator, right? And what that means is that you can change parameters. You can add a crane, hit the button, and it rebuilds it. Add a crew and rebuild it. You can try faster on concrete or add a delay or, or um, you know, model the weather or whatever it is that you want to do. And your system propagates that change. That kind of ripple through effect of that variable is, is what makes it parametric. And so um, the... The kind of maybe another way to think about it is that, you know, a, a lot of people maybe in the 80s said, look, you know, there's too many shapes, but you can't draw them in a computer. You know, and then somebody invented AutoCAD. You know, somebody said, okay, structural analysis, that's too complicated to be done by a computer. And then somebody invented structural analysis program. And so we've done something very similar for construction. You know, what you'll notice about these tools is that it gives you a way by which the user can translate complex construction constraints, you know, complex reality into the computer. And that's what Alice lets you do. There's a planner and a scheduler. The planner is basically what lets you convert complicated construction constraints, you know, what tasks, what resources. You put that in, inside the computer. And then the computer has a scheduler which does all the heavy-duty, you know, uh, constraint crunching for you, so to speak. And so that's what we built. Right, so uh, that's something that I I've imagined years ago that 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 would be great, and now you're doing it. <laughs> so, so, um, but yeah. uh, do you already have uh, well, uh, let's say uh, case studies and hard evidence on 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 the benefits that this approach uh, brings forward? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we cracked the technology somewhere between twelve and eighteen months ago. Uh, we've been on the market. We have clients uh, all around the world. We are even working in the Nordic region. Uh, we're working with a company called AF Group in there. 
or AF Gruppen. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, the 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 numbers are always similar. You know, the tool will show you how you can save about 15, 17% in construction duration and how you can save about, you know, 10 to 13% on the labor and equipment costs. That's what the tool can do. If I think of a, a, a general contractor or, or the or construction side, what What kind of data or what kind of what are the prerequisites for getting these uh, results? What do you have to have in order to run Alice? Yeah, not much. So the all you need really is is some knowledge about how you want to build your project, right? And so if you don't know what you're building and you don't know how you want to build it, then you know we can't help, right? Uh, as long as you have some idea of okay, this is roughly you know the shape that I'm building, and here are roughly some some rules that pertain to it. So here's an example. So for example, you know I'm building a data center or a hospital or you know a, a, a skyscraper, and so I you know for a data center I know that there is 20 buildings, or for the skyscraper I know that there is 40 floors, right? For the hospital I know maybe there's three wings, right? And so okay, so once you have that kind of information. You know, we can create for you a rough, what we call a massing model, right? So, you know, there's some masses that look roughly like the project you're building. Other times, the client will provide us with a BIM. They'll say, here's a BIM, input it into your system. And so you take the BIM, put it in the system, and then the next step is you set up that rule set. You know, it sounds like it would be complicated, but it's actually not. Uh, we can set up any project, any size, any complexity in about a week. And so we've done, you know, half billion dollar infrastructure projects again in one week. Um, the rule set is, is basically three rules. The first rule is physics. So which elements support, physically support which elements. The second rule is grouping and splitting, right? And so, you know, I want to build all the columns on the floor in one go, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and the third rule is, is what we call recipes. And recipes, you know, it's... You know, partially, you know, the, the secret sauce of Alice, but, you know, they're very similar to fragnets or assemblies and estimation. You know, mm. a recipe is merely how, what do you need to build this element type? So if you want to build slabs, you know, I want to put formwork, steel, pour the concrete, dry the concrete, remove the formwork, you know? Okay, so what happens if you want to build uh, uh, columns? You know, here are the five tasks and the resources I need, right? And so the, the thing that's really cool about the recipes is they replicate it out. And so on the project we did with uh, Afgrupen, five recipes resulted in 2,437 tasks, right? So it's a, it's a huge multiplier to your effort, right? You, you tell the software, this is how you build slabs. I'm not going to tell you again and again and again for every slab in every single project. I'm done. I've taught you how to do it, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's really all there is to it. You know, then the big difference, though, is, is what happens when you press schedule. And so what we, what we like to say is, you know, the industry today is stuck in what we call the, the lonely dot universe. You know, there's, there's one dot, one option, right? Somebody says, hey, it's going to cost, you know, $100 million in one year to build. Okay, great. Uh, how, how fast is that? How cheap is it? You know, is, is, how good is that option, right? Whereas with Alice, you can, once you set it up, you can start generating millions of options, right? You can start generating lots of different ways of building it, right? You can sort of say, okay, 
uh, add a crane, what happens? Um, all right, well, that didn't help. Uh, well, try adding a crane in steel workers. Oh, I see, there's, a, there's an improvement. Um, what happens if I try fast-drying concrete? Oh, okay, well, then the facade becomes a limiting factor. What happens, you know, and every time you press the button, the tool rebuilds it and automatically generates a schedule along with a 4D model that's automatically generated. And so that's a c- common misconception. People think it's a 4D tool. 4D is where you take the schedule, you've got the BIM, and you link them together, you press play to get the video. With Alice, because the, 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 the software, the platform understands how to build it, it's actually building it for you, the 4D is merely sort of an output or a side effect of, 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 your, of what you're doing, if that makes sense. Okay, I see, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, yes. Um, well, here in Finland, at least here in, in Finland, we have... Uh, started implementing lean construction, uh, including uh, tact production. And uh, we have noticed that without any technology, just l- using a different way of building, uh, you can shave off like 50% of, of the construction time. Is there any help in in, in lean construction uh, from from Alice? Can Can I get any extra benefits from from that i believe so right so there's a there's a number of sort of approaches to lean construction right and, and i think the the fundamental kind of philosophy behind lean is is reducing waste right yeah and it's you know to to my understanding it really comes from the toyota to the production system right so if you read you know any of the sort of toyota books you know it's really in there and that was brought to you know the construction industry and and it it focuses on minimizing waste. One question that I like to ask, you know, lean practitioners is, okay, so how do you measure waste? And so what, what you'll really notice with Alice is because we're simulating the construction, the, the key difference between different options, different construction options is minimizing idle time. Mm-hmm. And so what you can very easily do with Alice is I can show you that, for example, in this option, your crews are being utilized 61% of the time. And this option, they're being used 68% of the time. And generally what you'll see that the difference between options is a few percentage points increase in the utilization, i.e. minimizing waste. And so I think it, it very neatly, you know, ties in to the philosophy. I think it, you know, gives you a way to, to, to quantify, right, you know, what your lean uh, production kind of planning system is, is doing for you. Right. Yeah. And so that's that's one aspect of it. Another aspect that I think is also complementary is I think what Lean has done really well is is develop sort of what I call the, the, the social or the people management aspect of construction. And so the pull planning sessions, you know, I think are really useful. What we started to see with Alice is that instead of pull planning to the schedule, so instead of saying, Hey guys, Here's the schedule. We don't know, you know, somebody created the schedule. Now we're going to, you know, do these pull planning sessions towards it. You can do pull planning sessions to the recipes, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so you do the pull planning sessions to the underlying rule set, right? Okay. And then you let the computer crunch those rules for you. So as you can see, there's a, there's a, there's a merging or an interplay between the two sort of methods. And I, I think they're very complementary and they, they do fundamentally point to the same thing, which is minimize waste. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm sure you have all, all already, uh, and also the experience that there, as you mentioned, there is so much idle time in construction. 
and and work that doesn't have to be uh, done. For example, in in Helsinki, Alta University have studied construction workers and noticed that they use about thirty percent of their time in value creating uh, tasks. So so seventy mm-hmm. percent is non value creating. <laughs> so, yeah so so there's a huge potential in making uh, improving that that part of of construction so um i mean the, the statistics sorry if i can jump yeah, in yeah. but the, the statistics in construction have, have really have this downward trend for for a few decades now right yeah, yeah. you know and and you know whether you're looking at the 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 famous you know teichold graph where the, the dollar of value produced per hour worked is is decreasing yeah you know in construction versus every other industry has has you know adopted automation and adopted all these high techs of technologies and, and obviously the dollar per hour dollar value created per hour is increasing right mm-hmm. and so there's many other things that you can point out in construction but we are you know one of the the last fields you know that really is not using you know ai machine learning you know optimization, digitization, and so on and so forth, you know, like the, the McKinsey report that came out, right? And so I, I do believe that the last four or five years have seen really a breakthrough for, for AEC. And, and there's, you know, our company and, and other companies, there's many sort of exciting companies out there that are working on, on really changing that. And I, and I do believe that, that in our lifetime, the next 10 years, really, we're going to see a substantial shift in, in how construction is, is carried out around the world. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so, uh, but how do you see the uh, the, the role of AI uh, or machine learning applications in the in this future? I think here's here's how I think about it. So, what you're going to see is is digitization, right? And I think that's kind of a starting starting stone or founding stone. What is digitization? It's representing reality in a computer, right? Mm-hmm. And so as you represent reality in a computer, right, you can now modify that model of reality in your computer, which is very fundamentally one of the things, for example, you're doing in Alice, right? You're adding a crane, removing a crane. One of the things, for example, that, that's remarkable is we showed Alice at a, at a research center at, at Stanford, and somebody said, hey, this is the first time you can build something 30 different times before you go build it. And that's, I think, fundamentally what the digitization does, right? In the sense that you can now, you know, model your supply chain 20 times before you have to go order your material, right? Or you can connect your supply chain to one centralized sort of model, right? Mm. And so that digitization is something that you'll see a lot of companies out there working on, whether, for example, you know, Building Connected that just got acquired by Autodesk, right? You know, I think their sort of big kind of, you know, idea was really, digitizing the supply chain, right? Uh, with Alice, it's digitizing the actual construction, right? And there's, there's other companies, right? Mm. Now, that digitization, right, means that you, you can now connect the digital world to the real world. And so, you know, the bricks have to go on top of each other, as I always say. And so you have a digital world and a real world, and the two need to start interacting, right? But because you have a digital sort of... Um, you know, fingerprint or, or, or footprint of what you're doing, you can now start doing other things in the, in the real world that connect to your digital world, if that makes sense. And so 
what the machine learning will start doing is it will start working with both of these versions and the interplay of these versions, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's other companies like, you know, uh, I think Building Nature, if I'm remembering correctly, but there's a number of other companies that are really focused on collecting sort of data from the construction side. What is the actual sort of progress? What is actually happening, right? From there, for example, you have companies that are, you know, working on robotics, right? So, you know, Canvas.Build is a great example, right? And so the, the interplay of these technologies between, you know, the digital and the real worlds, right, and how they affect the two and how that's going to come together, I think, is going to show you what the new ecosystem is going to look like. And, and there's no doubt in my mind that there's a new ecosystem that, that's, that's coming at us that's going to be built around it. Yeah. But as you as you already said, we have plenty of players in this. Uh, in in one project, we have dozens or hundreds of of, of uh, crews, and uh, with varying level of of digital maturity, so to speak. So, it, it it's uh, do you do you have ideas about how to make this orchestra play together pro, uh, productively so that everybody's on the same line, so to speak, so that they are not left behind. I think it's just simply, you know, you've seen this in other fields, right? And mm-hmm. so what's going to happen is like in every other field, you have, you know, the, the bleeding edge innovators, the early adopters, you know, the late adopters, the lagger, and so on and so forth, right? <clears throat> and so what you will see in construction is like in other fields is the 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 innovators, right? You know, will will lead the charge with these new technologies, and at some point, you know, you're either going to have to adopt them or you will you will go out of business, right? And so, what we've seen though is that when when a technology works, when it actually solves the problem, you know, people will adopt it, right? Like, um, I, I think I think construction unfairly, you know, gets a, a bad reputation of oh they don't innovate, right, or they don't you know mm-hmm. adopt. And I think people forget that I don't believe that to be true, you know, at least not from where I'm sitting. I think that what people do forget is that that in our field, you know, the, the average profit margin is three percent. Right. And so you you are careful about innovating, right? And at the same time, you know, you want to make sure that an innovation works, right? And and there's been a lot of innovation that in my mind hasn't really solved the underlying problems. And so when we show, you know, the technologies, you know, like robotics, like AI, like machine learning to younger generations, they are excited to join construction, right? Mm. Um, when you show them, you know, Gantt charts that haven't changed in, you know, 50 years, it, it obviously becomes, you know, more challenging, right? And so I think it's it's really on us as an industry to embrace and adopt these technologies that that, that enable you know, this, this cutting edge, exciting stuff to happen. And, and, and it is happening. You know, I, I think that we are on the right track. So that, that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned already uh, uh, one client of, of yours, but who are your target customers? It's a great question. We generally target, we have two sort of buckets, or general contractors and owners, right? Uh, I'd say 60, 70% of our client base is general contractors, Thirty forty percent is owners, and uh, generally they're they're general contractors. You know, I think really the most innovative thing, important thing, is that they're innovative, 
right? Mm-hmm. You know, do they do they want to adopt new technology? Are they willing to kind of, you know, try this out, right? Are they willing to kind of test it, right? And that's really what we see, you know, with our client base around the world. Yeah. So, so what has the reception for Alice uh, in the industry been so far? It's been very positive, truthfully. Um, yeah. We haven't had a single client uh, walk away. We haven't had that happen. We have, um, yeah, we, we've basically, the, the reception has been, I think, you know, you, you'll see several things with almost anyone that's tried it. First, there's a, there's a, there's a sort of, you know, wow reaction, like, whoa, it, it actually works, you know? <laughs> And for us, we're like, yeah, we, 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 we told you, you know? Like, yeah, it does work, right? Um, then then people start to sort of dig into, you know, under the hood and start sort of running simulations and, and really realizing the power of what it can do, right? And so then there's a sort of like settling in period, right, where they, they start to see, you know, everything that the tool can do, right? I think the next phase then becomes, okay, well, wait a minute. How does that change my my business model or how does it change my my my, my value proposition? How does it change my day-to-day job, right? And so, you know, the the reception, like I said, is only been positive. You know, the the software does what it was designed to do. It it can build something many many different ways, and it doesn't take a lot of effort, right? You know, generally, you know, one week of setup time, and then you're off to the races. You know, you can you can you can generate lots of options. And so, yeah, the 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 the, the general sort of consensus has been positive and and, and excited. So, yeah. Yeah, one of our clients, uh, who's also a software uh, startup, they they said that they have to get people to come in and try out and see what it's like because it's very difficult to ex- explain it <laughs> in a, in a phone call yeah. or, or in a presentation. So is is that the same with you that when people come and sit down and see how it actually works, that's the best uh, sales pitch? Hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's because <laughs> I think the thing that people don't because the the schedule the, the the software has two halves. It has the scheduling half, right? Which you know people kind of get what that means, right? Like there's been schedulers. I'm scheduling. I'm using Primavera. I'm using Microsoft Project. Like there are schedulers, right? Mm-hmm. They're not automated. They're not very good, right? But they, that technology is sort of there, right? Mm-hmm. On the planning piece, the the piece that you kind of used to translate the the rule set or translate the complexity of construction into the computer, that's never existed. And so that's the part where people are like, well, that's, I don't really see how you're going to do that. Once you, you let them sort of try it, once somebody says, hey, you know, give me 40, 40, 50 minutes, let me play around with it a little bit, then you definitely start seeing the, the aha moment. You know, it's like, oh, I get it. Oh, I, I see. And then You kind of explain like, look, it's it's not a magic box. Here, you know, six steps. It does one, two, three, four, five, six. Here's how it works. Here's how it sets it up. Here's how it solves the problem. That's when people sort of really kind of it. it that's when they that you start getting buy-in. So, 100, we we definitely see the same thing on our end. Yeah. If any of our listeners is now uh, excited and and wants to try out Alice, how can they do it? What what, what to do next? Get on our website and just fill out a, a small form, just your name and, and contact email, and let us know you want to try it. And that's the easiest way. We'll get in touch. Alternatively, we're also launching a series of webinars where we will take people through 
you know, three, two hour sessions where they can really dive in and, and see for themselves what this technology can do. You know, you, you can generate, you know, 600 million schedules representing a hundred different ways of building a project in less than six hours. What are your plans for the next 12 months? So our plan for the next 12 months is we've got some exciting feature launches, right? Uh, we want to launch uh, what the reporting feature. And so there's a much more, I think, richer way of viewing the data. And so that's, I think, something that you also, you know, I'm sure you've heard that with other kind of startups, other companies that are working in this digitization field, right? The software generates a lot of data, mm-hmm. a lot more data than, than conventional tools, right? I mean, 600, 600 million schedules, right? And so how do you view it, visualize it, understand it, right? And so I think that's one thing that's, that's coming out for us. We've also launched in, in some new geographies, uh, the, 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 the Far East. We have some projects in Asia, Japan, Singapore. So that's an exciting thing that's happening. So I think those two things have our focus at least for the next six months. Rene, it has been a pleasure talking to you and all the best for your work and future. Thanks so much, Arnie. Thanks for having me. Really a pleasure and uh, all the best.